1: That's right, Pro Cafe is your new number one source for 24 7, seven day a week lo fi music and more. Whether you're hard at work or hard at play, let Pro Cafe be your life soundtrack. Subscribe now at Pro Cafe on YouTube. Peace. This video is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Sending data over an encrypted internet connection is like sending a postcard that everybody can see. When you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether that's your phone, your computer, your tablet, your TV, etc. You're sending countless pieces of really precious data that can be seen or intercepted by all, all sort of parties before it reaches its intended destination. But a VPN or a virtual private network creates a secure tunnel between your device and the Internet. In other words, it puts an envelope around your postcard. So they can't sneak a peek at your private correspondence. ExpressVPN protects you from spies who use your data for their own nefarious purposes. ExpressVPN prevents your ISP from seeing your private browsing activity. It also stops governments and large corporations and websites that constantly surveil you and harvest your data for their own agendas. ExpressVPN gives you unrestricted access to all parts of the Internet so you can watch shows in other countries and even get certain discounts. So, to get ExpressVPN, just click the link below. When you use the Pelican Post Game Report, you get three, that's right, three months free of ExpressVPN. Hit the link now and get connected.
0: Oh, so I'm a hoota. I'm a hoota. Long as I'm living, I'm a hoota. Lose or winning I'm a hoota. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Huh? Boogie like Benson. I'm a hoota. I'm a hoota. Sports coma. This is where we do that. that? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody, please, better help. help. Running this thing like Runnin Elf. Thing like thank God every day I'm not a, a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon can get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out Cha-ching. your shame for the championship. Tough fucking on town, Duck Down. Falcons, pluck, get shut, shut down. Panthers ain't much to Touchdown. Touchdown, the vision really blown to us now. us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Yeah. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, yeah. when things seem fishing and you probably smell yeah. the crooked referees yeah. on Roger Cadell. Yeah. Love buggy like this, and I'm a, hoot at. I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot, at. I'm a hoot at. Lose or win winning i am a who that I'm a who that. It's the sports coma this is where we do that 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 Look like this and I'm a hoodass I'm a who that. It's the sports coma this is where we do that we are listening to the sports coma yeah. Big Q and the guys on the All right. Let's network go.
1: I'm sorry, family. There we go. All right, all right, all right. Sorry about that. All right, so uh, like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports cone with BQ and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from our favorite sports fan. We in this thing. This was entitled Pac-Man Jones Double Down with Ron Saints Defensive Comments, and we're going to recap that thing on today's stream, man. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being in this thing. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the uh, subscribe button and feel free to share the show on your social media feed. We up in this thing. Friday stream is going down. Later on today, we'll have the Pelican post game report recap or season recap. We'll be going into it. We'll open up the phone lines. We're going to play several interviews uh, from people, including David Griffin, Coach Willie, and others. And then we'll open up the phone lines and let the flock come on in and, and comment on this, the Pelican season. But right now, with the coma, we're talking about different things. So we're going to cover a lot of this in today's stream. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in this thing. Much love to the fam. i like to thank y'all guys uh, for all of the great, the, just the fantastic family members, the YouTube membership family, the Patreon champions, and the financial contributions uh, that have happened for the platform as we continue to push forward. Uh, pro TV is operational and uh, we got some family members that'll be popping up there real soon. So that was a brainchild that is done pro cafe, which is a 24 seven 365 music channel is now available as well. So a lot of great things popping and shaking. We also got uh, some writer spots that's coming up pretty soon school soon too, for the who that daily.com, which will be our article site and all videos will be posted on pro TV dot well, pro one.com. We up in this thing, man. I told y'all we've been building and building and building. I like to give a special shout out and salute to all the family members that continue to help the stream grow as we continue to go and go and go. And the thing is always, I want to bring the family members with us, with me, because they were the ones that helped me get to a point when I first started so many years ago, when there was nobody out there you know, but the report is doing anything and the family members supported me. And I just want to do that for the next generation of content creators. The, the, you know, that'll be coming, you know, along the way. So shout out to the fam, brother Ritzwam. Thank you for fam for your super chat. Say what's good, brother Q. How about a dad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, man. Every time shout out to my brother, Low, man, every time. You know, uh, low called me. Uh, what was that a couple of days ago? I want to say, man, every time I get on the phone with low, it's just we laugh a lot, man. And it's funny, man. It's just he's a good dude, man. And I got love for the brother. Shout out to the coaching staff over there, Coach Ronnie and my dog, Big Low. Uh, he says, How about a da-da-da-da, that's a superman chat? All right, in honor of Big Low, yes, right, you go. <laughs> Much love, skin folks. All right. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, but nobody don't do it as good as low, man. That, that, that's that's the best. All right, so boom. So what we going to do in this thing, fam? Shout out to everybody, man. Young City Night Ward, brother Eric Howard, Nola Gang 09, T-Roy, Terra66, OG Jerry, Dre, uh, Trey Joseph, shout out to you. Red Swarm, thank you. Dana, shout out to the Queens in the building as well. Uh, who else we got? Pelicans, Nola's in this thing as well. OG to the third degree, shout out to you. Much love. Coach Tide. good to see you in the building as well. Uh, Barbara. shout out to the queen. You got to give love to the queen. Queen Barbara's in this thing as well. Brother Myron's in this thing. My dog KT's in this thing. Shout out to you, sir. And everybody, Elite, appreciate you. Poppy 504, I see you, fam. Much love, appreciate you. All right, big ups to everybody, man. What's up, Carlton? Shout out to my brother, Carlton, man. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. All right, so much love to everybody, man. As we get going now, yesterday's stream, fam, or was it yesterday, the day before yesterday? I forget sometimes, be doing so much. Gundam, shout out to Brother Gundam. And I'm going to recap some of the, the Pac Man's comments that got all this stuff started because Saint players are now commenting on it. Had he not said, you know, after the fact, it, it just went away. But he kind of doubled down on it and it has an uh, air. Family members was telling me in the content, I, uh, in the con, uh, comment section of the last video I did on Pac Man. That they were saying Q the dude lives in Atlanta. And I was like, okay, that means that that, you know, because I was getting those weird, you know, hater vibes, you know, from him. Not like, you know, like you, like Lowe's a diehard Falcon guy, right? You don't get hater vibes from Lowe, you know. Like I'm a diehard Saints guy. You don't get I don't have hater vibes for Atlanta or Carolina. I'm a guy that believes in success. And I believe that I ain't the only one that success want to go to. I think there's a lot of people out there that that deserve success and great things in life. Right. So the it's it's really weird and almost a stupid, ignorant energy around this Pac-Man character about the, the Saints. He comments about I don't know what that guy going to do. What guy who you talking about? Oh, you talking about Derek Carr? Yeah, him. Yeah, that guy, you don't know what he, you don't know his name. or you just being disrespectful? You're being disrespectful. You know, Derek Carr is. And then when they press you, you say, oh, he's okay. So why you just didn't say, give the man his credit. How would you like somebody to get up on here and handle your ass like that? You wouldn't like that at all. You, know, you then your spill would be, ah, you got to respect my name. Nah, man, you respect other people's name. You don't, it's not respect. It's not a one way street. You give respect to get respect. You earn it. So it was weird on that front. Then it was—it's just crazy. I think he's suffering. I think he got some type of mental illness or something going wrong because he he just uh, you know he kind of upends his commentary because they press him and say, oh, "Are you you know the Saints is a good team, right?" Yeah, 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 yeah. The Saints a good team. Yeah, they all right. They all right. All right. And then when they get to talking some more and oh man, y'all crazy. Well, you you include yourself in that because you just said it was good. You know, and then he doubles down with this Foolish, and I'm going to show y'all just a little bit of that before I get into the rest of the story. So, for the family members that missed it, let me replay a section of this that I played yesterday for the for the fam. So, y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if y'all not a subscriber. Shout out to the fam, appreciate y'all for being in this thing. Give me a second, let me go ahead on and share the screen right here. And there we go. And let's see it. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can't. Overall hit it again, picking
2: there is just this new young stud in that division. Like that changes the whole future for Atlanta, really. Just because, okay, Ritter didn't work. So maybe they are, you know, still competitive to Ty's point. like 17-9 games. They're going to win ball games. They're not they're not going to be at one of those top spots and have a top ten pick like they do this year. So Ritter might uh, be a guy. Yeah, he definitely could be. be. Like,
3: but I think the things that they did on defense showing that they're gonna be top of this division. They went and got Jesse Bakes. That they spend a whole lot of money on. They just went really and got this kid here. They got AJ Terrell, and then the front end. They are pretty got. They got some dogs. Mm-hmm. Up. Yeah, they yeah. got Kalise Campbell. Hey, yeah, and I just signed. Tampa Bay. Hmm. Okay. Um.
4: Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceAndLights.com. That's CameronIceAndLights.com.
1: Carolina, Carolina? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I said this yesterday. You, you, you can say that for Tampa Bay because a lot of people feel like Tampa Bay ain't make those kind of moves. But Atlanta has been active, and Carolina has been probably the most active team in the NFC South. Now, Atlanta's picking up to them because of what they did as, as of late, traded for Okuda adding Kalias Campbell and picking up the defense. We, they know the defense wasn't good. Last year was a big problem with them. So we knew it because we, 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 we handled Atlanta. Carolina was a team that swept the Saints last year, and they had a limit. They didn't, wasn't limited. They weren't talented. They had a problem up top. Uh, they didn't have a, a, a stable quarterback situation. They traded away one of their best players in McCaffrey and had to start all over again and almost won the division. But all of the moves Carolina make from hiring Frank, firing the old coach, hiring Frank Wright, putting together a wonderful coaching staff, and then followed it up with going to get the first overall pick in the draft. They, they solved the biggest position need on the team, adding all of the talent that they added, Shy Tuttle and others. And you no, you can't. And that's stupid. And that just goes to show me that you biased toward Atlanta. Even you never played for Atlanta, man. Cut that bullshit out, man. You know, just call you ain't even, you don't have no business talking about the NFC South. You don't know nothing about Saints, us over here, man.
3: Who the hell knows what this guy gonna do?
1: Uh,
3: we don't even know what yeah. the Saints are gonna be. Derek so. Carr? Yeah, that guy right there. Oh, Derek. Uh,
2: Derek is an yeah. okay player. We know what happened. How much there. did he get? How much did he get? 100, 100 million, 60 million guaranteed. 60 guaranteed. Three. Think about that. Yes. Everybody's talking about. In comparison uh, to Jimmy G, too. In comparison to Lamar. Yes. Just the conversations that are happening about Lamar. Derek could go in, though. Yeah, yeah. Like Thomas plays, too, again. Like if he Kamara, Tansom yep. Hill's still in there. Olave. Mm-hmm. They got a defense. Saints have a good defense, right?
3: Yeah. They all
2: right. Yeah, Honey they're Badger.
3: All
1: right, right see, so, yep, yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. He's sitting up there, and then he's like two-faced. He got split personality. This is the cool guy. This is Jack. You know, it's Jekyll and I. You know, this is Jekyll and then it, Jackass, and then, uh, and then, you know what? The other end of the jack. <laughs> comes out and then literally contradicts his own commentary, I think the man high. I'm going to just be honest with you. I don't think he's stupid. I just think he high.
3: Yeah,
2: Cam. Lattimore. They got dogs DeMar- on Davis. Davis.
3: The Saints have a good defense. Yeah. Yeah, they do. yeah, right, bro. The Saints fucking corners suck. They, they, gave up, oh. they,
0: gave up, <laughs> they
3: gave up more yards than any NFL team this year. I don't know what y'all talking about, man. Have y'all seen the Saints? <laughs> hey, y'all forgot? Have y'all forgot? Yeah,
1: maybe. maybe. Man, it took too many hits upside his damn head, man. You can see the people sitting right there. See back here, them guys got computers. You know why? Because they connected to the internet. You know why they connected to the internet? Because they want to keep up with the latest stats and facts. And what his crew does, Pat McAfee's crew should have did was check uh, Pac-Man on his bullshit so I don't have to do it. But they sitting up there and they being nice to Pac-Man. They letting him chowder off stuff, but... If somebody's sitting up here and they come into your show and they spouting on raw information, you got facts and stat guys behind that. Do your damn job. Do your job. So we don't have to do it in the who that nation and shut all this foolishness down. Worst team. That is absolutely not factually true at all. This is a heavy. This is more opinionation than anything would lends itself to him being a hater of the who that nation. It really is. Now we don't have no disrespect for this guy, but I'm gonna play I'm gonna let y'all I'm gonna read some stuff of what some of the Saints players said about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking TV look, on uh, the back end. Yeah, you Matt, know
2: Cam Cam is on TV. Yeah. He's awesome. He's great. He was at the Pro Bowl, giving great interviews. Yes. Demario Davis, he's a fucking dog. Oh, oh. Daniel Pro Bowler. Absolute yeah. stud. And then I remember maybe it was last, maybe it was the year before last. Maybe. What? Where we were watching them maybe the year before <laughs> that is what been, you're saying. Yeah, could have been. been we were watching we're like, hey, the Saints got a defense that could win a title. Yeah. You know, because in the playoffs late in the season, I know it's always yeah. real good late. And yep. when it got real good late, not only did obviously uh, – uh, Lombardi, Len- uh, Lenny, playoff Lenny yep. do well, in the run game do well. Their defense got hot. Rams' defense got hot. It's like you – at one point, we thought the Saints had a defense yeah. that could go win a Super Bowl. I remember us having that conversation. So that's what I'm referring to. Now, if it was last year they gave them –
3: you said they gave them more yards than anybody in they the was, NFL? They was allowing like 330 last year.
1: Wrong. A game.
2: What's that all about? They weren't – what do you think that's all that. – What's that
3: all about?
1: See, the guy said, I don't remember that. So I went right there it should have, because and, and, McAfee spans toward his stat guys, said is, you know, and then the guy doesn't check Pac-Man and says, "That's not right, Pac-Man. They was not giving up 3:30, sir. they were giving up 3:15. And I named the list of teams from the Steelers to the, the Cowboys, the chiefs, and all those teams were giving up 330 yards per game on the defense. That's, and I, I, I had the stats yesterday. But the Saints were only three fifteen. You know, this man tacked on a whole 15 yards per game on top of the Saints defense. His stat man said, I don't remember that because it never happened. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> talk shit
3: about the Saints no, last no. year. It was 7-on-7 seven
1: seven with the Saints last year. <laughs> he said 7-on-7. Seven seven. No, it wasn't Pac-Man. Cut it out. You want some attention from us, we, you know, we, 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 will not, we will definitely give you some attention. On that. Anyway, let me show you guys. Give me a second. And I'm gonna show you guys the he and when people was checking him, they busting busting his tail on Twitter, <clears throat> hitting him with facts, showing them stuff. And he's one of these guys that's ignorant. He got a hard head. He got a real hard head, man. He don't wanna learn nothing. He he think he could just think something. <laughs> and it just just because I say it's three thirty, be three No, it won't. Give me a second, fam. Let me show you what. He was saying about it, and then he moved. He definitely moved the goalposts. They got people, got up here and showed the statistics. <laughs> Dude tagged a whole damn article. Now, watch this, fam. Let me put this up here for the family members so you can see what he says. About this, because people tearing him up because he wrong. You stupid. Stop doing that. Stop saying you saying the wrong stuff. When they showed you the stats, change. Just go, you know. Because sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we think it's something else and it's something else. Somebody got you. Say so they got you together. You know, credit them. Say you know I was wrong, but not this guy.
3: See, I wasn't gonna do this to you, but since you started this shit, I'ma, I'ma go ahead and break it down. You're talking about the Saints fucking defense last year. Let's just look at this. All right. Y'all allowed 27 points against the Falcons, who was a subpar team. Allowed 20 points against Tampa Bay and Brady retired. Allowed 22 points to a team that might be getting a whole new organization. No, not Mike. Allow twenty-eight points. Okay, the Vikings were a good team. The Seahawks, you allowed thirty-nine points. The Bengals, you allowed.
1: No, 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 Pac Man. We didn't allow thirty-nine points against Seattle. We actually we put up thirty-nine on Seattle. We allowed thirty-two points against Seattle, but if, it, <laughs> but if you take all that and add it together. Of what you allow, it still brings us back to 315 again. It's still nowhere near 330. So I don't know where this fuzzy math that this guy's
5: getting.
1: <laughs> 30 points. To Arizona, you. No, we didn't allow 30 points to Arizona. Actually, we gave up 42 points there.
5: <laughs> see, I was
1: going to leave you alone, but see, y'all kept asking for it. So now I'm going to just tear on these stats and just give you all the wrong shit. I'm like, what's, dude, you definitely tried, man. Let's just look
3: at this. All right, y'all allowed 27 points okay. against the Falcons. Who was a subpart team?
1: Allowed 20. Actually, we have allowed 26 points to Atlanta. Carry on.
3: Points against Tampa Bay and Brady retired.
1: Allowed 20. You didn't retire that day. He didn't retire later on. That was <laughs> well, later on, brother. Two points
3: to a team that might be getting a whole new organization.
1: They, they, they did hire a whole new coach and stuff, not might. They actually did. Allowed 28 points. Okay, the Vikings were a good team. The Seahawks, you allowed 39 points. No, actually, we allowed 32. We scored 39. The Bengals, you allowed 30 points. We did.
3: To Arizona, you allow 42 points. All we right? did. Just keep going since you want to talk shit about what I'm talking about. All right? <laughs> okay. Y'all beat the Raiders. Good. The whole organization got fucking fired.
1: I don't think the whole organization got fired, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Swarm, man. He says Q. Pack smoked that whack rock, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got fentanyl in it. He said he banned from airports in Atlanta for fighting and making. Oh no, come on. Got to go to Charlotte to catch. Oh, is that true? Oh yeah, I think he got like mental issues, man. For real, man. That makes a that gives it a, a kind of a sad spin on it. Thank you, Swan, for that. Appreciate you, fam.
3: Baltimore, um, twenty-seven points, y'all out, right? Just keep going on this fucking
1: thing right here. And fortunate enough that um, that's the, it stops right there because really it, he and there's no need for me to carry on and, and to keep you know doing it because even when he chowders off, I wasn't gonna do this to these, you, but he, since you start, his stats off about what the Saints did. You all you you still equated it and it still is three fifteen. It doesn't go three thirty. So I don't know what you think, and I think maybe you think, I don't know what you thinking and who you but it definitely is. <laughs> and then the man here, he, he, hits, he lights him up, says, he says, replying to Pat McAfee and real Pac-Man, he was, you know, listen, second fewest passing yards allowed per game in the league last year. It wasn't seven on seven every game. The Saints secondary actually played pretty well. The problem with the Saints' defense was up front. Uh, to be more accurate, it was the interior defensive line. On Yamada, Shai Tuttle, and the rotation, that were giving up 130-something yards per game. Now, that's the only thing about the Saints' defense that was a minus last year. Now, the reason why the Saints finished 7-10, and 10, that's a combination of different things that y'all heard me talk about at nauseum over here. So it's not, you know, so and it started with the Saints offense and head coach and other things. So we went we we already know what time <laughs> what time that is. But anyway, look at the statistics right here. The man puts up here. He shows that the Saints 184.4. And he's speaking about the secondary because this is what he's saying about the secondary saying the Saints sex. The Saints secondary sucks. And it was this that and I'm like, no, they weren't. The Saints secondary did not stink. And the Saints secondary was a was the really the best unit of the Saints defense last year. It was it was the best unit of the Saints defense last year. But you can't tell this guy nothing, man. (laughs) But anyway, at any rate, let me move on to and hear what this is an article right here. You know, that Saints veterans Bradley Roby and Tyron Matthew respond to Adams criticism. Right. So let's talk about this. Shout out to The Wire. Tyron Matthew says, I think people think because we started out slow and never really got the wins going that we just threw in the towel. Truth is, we stayed down and battled our adversity. Next year will be what most of us are used to that's winning. Tyron Matthew. And that's about, and then of course, he had Barstu Nola here saying, Saints defense being garbage and allowed the most yards in NFL. They astutely show you the statistics here and allow me to see if I can get a little closer here. Give me a second. I'm going to zoom in. So the family members can see that, right? As you can see, these are the Saints statistics right here, right? Saints defensive statistics. They rank second in passing yards allowed, right? Ninth in points allowed. Fifth in yards allowed and fifth in red zone defense. And he got to t- do your homework next time. Well, you know, and, and this was easy for a lot of people to kind of bust up because, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a total, it's a total lie. He embarrassed himself, really. It's been a tough week for Pac-Man, who caught the ira of New Orleans Saints players when he mistakenly claimed they had the worst defense in the league last year during an appearance on the Pat McAfee show. Among other things, he called out the Saints cornerbacks as some of the worst in the NFL. Statistically, that's not true. Maybe that's your personal opinion where we don't give a damn about. But it's not backed up by anything commonsensical, let alone stats. As some of those players responded, Bradley Roby acknowledged Jones as a friend on Twitter laughing to their peer, Casey Hayward, that that the home ain't. He said, "Pack the home." He ain't about to say anything after being corrected, but point out the Saints' pass defense ranked second best in the league last year. Only the Eagles allow fewer passing yards per game one seventy one point six than the Saints is one eighty four point four. Hmm. Veteran safety Tyron Matthew chimed in to offer his own expect, explanation for it, and I just read that. And then, of course, you see that. So as a part of Matthew's expecting more wins to follow, we'll see if Jones circles back That admit he got this wrong later or he'll just continue to ignore reality and substitute it with his own. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, he will continue to substitute it for his own, you know, and most people when they get something wrong, you know, like, yeah, you got it wrong. Sometimes we cover the stuff. Sometimes we might say, you know, like I do it sometimes. like I might say somebody name wrong or I might want to say the Chicago Bears, but I'll say the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> you know, you make mistakes when you're when you're a, a personality, and you do a lot of shows, you do a lot of podcasts and broadcast. You're going you're going to jumble up some stuff every now and again, but not outright lie. <laughs> so it is what it is, man, on the on, on that end. So that's what they had to say about it. All right, so let's move on to it. Uh shout out to hold on here. Yeah, KT got it. Uh KT says, uh, what you got, KT? Says wise people don't worry about the opinions of a clown. Thank you, KT. Shout out to you, brother. All right, another news fam. We got the Jameis Winston workout video uh on core. Did y'all see that? The Jameis Winston <laughs> video with Jameis working on it. This is a shout out to the Saints News Network, man. Uh physical therapist Kevin Wilk is working with uh, Saints quarterback Jameis Winston on core stabilization exercises. So let's see Jame working on building up his core.
0: <laughs>
1: so that's <I see, laughs> Jameis got the weirdest videos, man. <laughs> ACL injury sustained a, a horse collar tackle by Devin White in 21. Winston connected with Wilk after his season ended. His rehab videos were highly, uh, hugely popular and went viral throughout the That Nation. Unfortunately, in week one of the 22 season, Winston suffered more injuries. Four fractured vertebrae and tearing a right foot ligament. Winston appeared dedicated to his rehabilitation program ahead of the op- upcoming OTAs and mini camps, And he's doing... What he's supposed to do, get back healthy. Winston wanted to return as a starter, leading to his disappointment frustrations outlined in his Why I Came Back message. He's now a cars backup who signed a four-year, a buck fifty contract with a hundred million of it guaranteed. Jameis restructured his twenty-three base salary of almost thirteen million to a one-year deal worth eight million dollars. Now he passed for over twenty-one thousand yards, one hundred and thirty-nine touchdowns against ninety-six interceptions for a QB rating of eighty-seven and a half over his previous eight seasons in the NFL. So we just want Jameis to get back to get back into the swing of things, man, and that's what we're really hoping for, Mister Jameis Winston. So big ups to the fan. Appreciate y'all on <laughs> Jameis Winston and what him doing. But you know, it's it's funny seeing Jameis. You know, with those workout exercises and family. Seeing him do that kind of stuff, man. You know, but like I said, Jameis is a guy, man. You gotta love it. Him coming back here was a big surprise for me. I really thought that he would you know, opt to go somewhere else. Cause I could have seen, man, if he would have left, Jameis Winston couldn't ended up in Tampa Bay. You really could look, look who Tampa Bay signed. They signed uh Baker Mayfield, dude. <laughs> I was like, man, if Jameis, because the word on the street was Jameis uh, that, you know, he could end up probably going back there. But we know more than likely you'll probably see that them, those those guys, Tampa Bay, probably take a quarterback somewhere in the draft. So we'll see how it go, family. So very interesting. But anyway, let's keep it going, fam. We're going to talk about uh, old Mickey. That's right. Mickey. Mickey.
5: Oh, Hey, hold on. Let me tell you something.
1: Mickey uh, is he got the. Uh, Put up on the GM rankings and a shout out to the wire. They're saying that general manager uh, Mickey Loomis. Oh, yeah, man. Let me tell you something. Put up at number 14. Old old Mickey up there. All right. anyone who can write up their take on NFL power rankings, but there aren't many analysts who can offer an informed take on general manager power rankings. That's where NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal comes in. He listed every GM in the league. And it's kind of a tough look for Mickey, the saints shot caller, and his longest tenure general manager in the sport. Rosenthal put him all the way down at number fourteen.
5: hold oh, on now,
1: but the issue is results, not the process that led the saints where they are now. Rosenthal give them credit for some unconventional team building strategies, but he took care to highlight the misses as much as the hits, and that's much with many writers that cover the saints that's not in the saintum world. But the issue, the issue is results, not the process. So the Saints entered the offseason more over the cap than any team. Then proceeded to spend more money in free agency than nearly anyone else, including the acquisition of Carr, And they still had plenty of cap space. I give the Saints front office credit for creatively working around the cap using the cash. Gail Benson is willing to spend. The process isn't necessarily flawed, but the execution is really. Hmm. Maybe if you're balancing your checkbook, but we ain't doing that over here. You know, Mickey Loomis, if you was running your your, uh, bank account, he would spin you into oblivion. So this is funny money NFL cap, man. It's not the same. It's not the same process. Responsible cap uh, or responsible economics do not live in the black and gold building unless it is dealing with making money in terms of bringing in the money from the family members. (laughs) They on top of that, but when you talk about the NFL and with the cap, man, it's not the same, man. It's not the same, you know. Well, perhaps maybe it is if you deeply think about it. I ain't gonna elaborate, but but anyway, the process in this, he said, it's the execution is flawed. Loomis hired Dennis Allen and has stuck by him. The staff kept after Sean Payton. He says feels stale compared to the one ex Saints player coach Dan Campbell put together in Detroit. What are We talking about Detroit for? continue to spend big on defense in decline feels short-sighted defense and decline. Now allow me to kind of look at this first section family for a second. Saints entered the spending. Now, number one is they, we do this every year. When we see people say Q, we can go over $50 million. What are we going to do? Q, we in the red by $80 million. What are we going to do? Q, we in the red by a hundred million dollars. What are we going to do? We're going to do what we've been doing. What they always do and what the federal government does, it just t- it takes Prince money or just put zeros in the computer and kicks the responsibility down to several generations. That's what they do. Unfortunately, it is what it is because nobody wants to handle. Nobody wants to face the weight. Nobody wants to face it and say, let's fix it right now. It ain't my problem. They've been doing it for 50 years. I ain't going to try to fix it. I'm going to kick it on down to you, let you do it. And then when it gets down there, They gonna kick it till they can't kick it no more that's how it rolls that's how the NFL rolls (laughs) in terms of the cap But when it come down to profit hey billions of dollars in profit and labeled as a non-profit organization so we get to keep majority of what we make here how about that what kind of model is that Hmm. so anyway he say give them for creatively working around the cap the Saints do that he says it's flawed. Well, in, if it's, you're trying to be responsible in cap management, you are right. It is flawed, but that's not what this is about. Loomis hired Dennis Allen. I guess he ain't like that movement stuck by him. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of in agreement with him either, but I know they're not going to get rid of him right now, but I'm not easing up on him. I need to see what you're going to do. I'm not, I'm going to see what you're going to do. Can you take, cause we had good acquisitions last year. You're going to have to show me. I'm, I'm from Missouri. Actually, I'm from New Orleans. I'm from the lower nine, but you're still going to have to show me. <laughs> you're going to have to show me. All right. So the staff kept after Peyton. He says, feel stale. <laughs> when did they become a loaf of bread, man? <laughs> they stale? Damn, bro. Bro, you know, I mean, I've called Dennis Allen a lot of stuff, but I don't think stale was one of them, right? <laughs> Compared to the staff that Dan Campbell put together. Man, listen. Yeah. A lot of that's Sean's staff. A lot of them guys belong to coach Payton. When Dennis Allen took over, I knew it was a matter of time before those guys ended up losing, leaving anyway, because when Sean Peyton took the Denver job, we knew he was going to pill for St. People and some players too. And he did, he did, you know, so Dennis Allen's attempting to build his own staff. And only time will tell, how this works out. So it feels stale because there's no big names there that you can be like, oh man, they got him. There is no Coach Shaws and all that kind of stuff. So most of these guys are blue-collar guys, and we'll see how it works down here when it gets going. The trade of Chauncey Gordon Johnson was a total misfire. I totally agree. the the Saints decision to let Marcus Williams walk while signing Tyron Matthew and Marcus may ultimately hurt. It hurt in the in the essence. Marcus Williams. You know, played well last year for the Ravens. He did. He, looked, he, looked, he played well before he got hurt. The issue was Marcus Williams. The Saints gave Marcus Williams an extra year to figure out could he reach the level that he want. They weren't going to pay Pro Bowl money to a guy that wasn't a Pro Bowler. And they, didn't, they, they were like me. I'm like, dude, we, you, haven't, you get close, but you don't get there. And you've had the benefit of being here in the same system for several years. Saints chose to move on from it. He doing well there, but to pick up a Tyron Matthew kind of soured early on because he looked uncomfortable there. But, you know, and the Marcus May signing was interesting early on, but Marcus May, you know, he missed six games due to injury. And they were still, you, you kind of look at it, and they were still trying to figure it out. Even when they got toward the back end of the season, they still, he, he started to look a little bit more comfortable. I thought it would be a, a lot faster transition when you have veterans like Tyron Matthew or Marcus May With may missing all those games. You expect him to kind of be rusty coming, going back and forth. And Tyron Matthew just really didn't look like himself. And people are saying QE a little old now, brother he getting low. He, yeah. He on the back end of his career, but I expected him to look a lot better early on. Now he did get better late. So, and not at the end of system, I expect him to be, look a lot different this upcoming season. So, Plus, he can have more of an onus, a leadership role in the secondary, which is what we really need him to do. Recent drafts have been uh, have major hits, Chris Olavi, Alante Taylor, Pete Werner, and some potential misses, and Peyton Turner. We're still out on Peyton Turner. Cesar Ruiz had turned in a really good season last year. Trevor Penning, I have a lot of belief in Trevor Penning. I think Trevor Penning stays healthy. He'll bring the, that nastiness to the Saints offensive line. It's a good sign that Saints kept all of their offensive linemen because they have continuity there. We can start off and, you know, and then we're looking pretty good with in terms of Hurst coming off as the first offensive lineman. If something happened to one of our guys, Saints still need some help bringing in some more linemen there to create more competition. But outside of that, they're, they're actually doing a good job adding talent. Yeah, that's tough to argue with. The Saints have pioneered creative salary cap accounting strategies that have become common around the NFL. Using that approach as as a means to max out their resources each year, helped them to build some outstanding football teams, but some spotted decision-making in which players to invest in didn't quite work as planned. The Saints have at times been too aggressive and short-sighted, short-sighted for their own good on draft day. And you can lend that back to Coach Payton with the Marcus Davenport move when he traded up to go to get Davenport and Lamar Jackson was sitting there. That was a crazy one. We didn't really need Cesar Ruiz in the year we picked him. We could have went with Pat Queen and had that there, you know, a different player there. But, you know, Ruiz is playing better this year. So a lot of a lot of this go lends itself to Peyton's decision making on who he felt he needed to make here. And we knew that, you know, at some point now you look over it, that he never was going to take no quarterback in the first round because Sean Payton's major weakness is he can't develop quarterbacks. That's the point. We knew that then. He can't develop quarterbacks. He can do a lot of things, but he can't develop a young quarterback out of college. He never did that. Never did it. And all the guys he picked, he couldn't do it. So his thing is let me get a veteran who's been around the block and let me get him to work my system. That's his that's his strong strong point. And he worked it. He did the same thing when he went to Denver. Notice he ain't picked teams. He ain't picked no team that didn't have a quarterback they had an issue with. He could have went to the Texans. He could have went to Arizona. When he went down to Arizona and went and found out Kyler Murray, what his timeline, his health line is, he went right up to Denver and said, I'll take the job. <laughs> the man didn't want him out, let him out the building in Arizona. That came out. And then a day or two, I think it was two days later, the report came out from Arizona about where Kyler Murray's re- rehab process and when he would be coming back. And I was like, nope. And you can't be mad. That's his strong suit. That's what it is. So I ain't mad at that. Just, you know, as long as he ain't doing it here. So much of the responsibility falls on,
5: you know it. It's me, Mickey. I'm going to tell you something.
1: He held the job for 20 years, and his tendencies are well-known around the league. He brought the Saints a Super Bowl championship and multiple Hall of Fame players, negotiated the difficult divorce of the Hall of Fame coach, he also struck out on some high-profile draft picks and pricey free agent signings. They all do. And none of them ain't totally perfect. But the the, the negotiated difficult divorce, divorce, the divorce of future Hall of Fame coach Sean Payton. It wasn't hard, man. Let Sean Payton find out where you want to go and then, then give him a third-round pick to go along with him to help him draft. Nobody still don't know nothing about why we gave up a third-round pick. I'm still asking the question why we had to give a third with Peyton to move him when we could have kept our third and added it to the draft while we gave them a third Peyton should have been good enough. They never answered that question and they won't. And I could tell you why, because the pay the, the third round pick was to help Peyton Because Mickey Loomis. That's my
5: hold on now, cute That's my friend. You know, I got to help him out. You know, you, you, you got to give him a some yeah. I'm
1: I hear you. He says, so it, it, is, it is what it is, and we we'll be earning the spot number 14 among his peers. So are you guys upset that uh, the uh, oh, hold on now, 14 is Mickey Loomis? Are you upset that Mickey falls damn near right in the center of the teams? Listen, my assessment of Mickey Loomis, Loomis is the general manager for the Saints for 20 years. Mickey Loomis is a cool dude. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it, man. And, and Mickey brings us a lot of joy because you know when I break out the Mickey Loomis voice, everybody smile. You know they laugh. You know, and that's Mickey, man. I'm 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 channeling the 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 comedy that you know and the positive vibes that Mickey Loomis brings. <laughs> you know, when Mickey come out, everybody's smiling. You know, you <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Hey Mickey, let me ask you a question. Yeah, oh my, what's, what your question is down there. All right, uh, what's your favorite ice cream cone? What's your favorite flavor? What's your favorite flavor, uh, snowball, Mickey.
5: Oh uh, well, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I, I like vanilla. You know, I like vanilla. I, you know, let me tell you, I like a lot of them. You know, a strawberry. You and, know, and that type of stuff. You know, I, oh yeah. You know, yeah, I like those questions. Yeah, yeah,
1: see, and that's that's the greatness that Mickey Loomis is. You know, so. Shout out to Mickey, man. But listen, I will say this, is that it's time for Mickey to get ready to kind of hand it over to Kai, man. Mickey been doing it for 20 years. And it's, and listen, you know, and 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 even though if when Mickey finally retires and hands it over, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to miss Mickey. I ain't going to be able to do the Mickey Loomis voice no more. And, I, and, I, and Kai Harley, you listen to him, he ain't as funny as Mickey. So, you know, we're going to miss Mickey in that light. And for what he did for the last twenty years, but eventually it got to be time for Mickey to kind of think about moving this thing along, man. I'm just gonna keep it a buck fifteen with you in twenty years, and then you got Kai Hartley sitting there. It's time to let Kai get in there and see what he can do. You done taught him the tricks of the trade, and that stuff is 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 a young person's game, and you want to be able to kind of keep your young people so that Kai can lead into the future of the Saints for the next twenty years. You don't leave, leave let him go. And then five years later or three years later, whatever, Mickey said,
5: you know, it's time to go now. You know, off into the sunset, you know, you know, let me tell you something.
1: Yeah, I hear you, Mickey, see, but we got to make sure. So anyway, let's do a brief recap, fam. We covered this stuff with the Pac-Man, with him uh <laughs> going off at the mouth. We also recap uh some with the veterans, uh both Tyron, Matthew, and Bradley Roby had to say about Adam Jones and what he's talking about. And he has really good people just tearing him up on Twitter. And I get he was got his feelings hurt, is what it was when people checked him about it. But yeah, that's he's 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 a very ignorant player. I mean, person, man, you could tell that much. He's very ignorant. All right, so anyway, we talked about Mickey, and also he kind of showed the video with Jameis up in there doing the core exercises. So, fam, you know, that's it. All right, so. All right, shout-out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being here, man. Feel free, family. Okay, Red Swamp, thank you, fam. You said do a good Mickey. Yeah, man, Mickey Loomis is a good guy, man. We we got love for him. We got love for him. All right, so. Hey, fam, if y'all had any questions, fam, feel free to throw them at me. Questions, 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 family. Tonight we're going to, that's probably around 8 o'clock or so, we're going to open up. We're going to do this Pelican post scan report thing. But if you got any questions, please feel free to chime in the chat. Uh, ch- <laughs> chime in the chat, fam, chime in the chat. If you got any questions or comments, please feel free to throw them in the chat, and we'll go from there. All right, so shout-out to the fam. Brother Patridge, good to see you in the building as well. Molly, shout-out to you. What's up, Beverly? Shout-out to you as well. Good to see you. All right, good to see y'all. Miscellaneous Mail, shout-out to you, fam. Mont Dog in the building. All right, big ups to you. Bishop, what's happening, Bishop? Much love to Bishop, one love. Willie Cameron, what's up, my brother? How you doing? All right, shout-out to you. Uncle Paulie's in this thing, the great Saint Think Tank historian himself. Is in the building. Shout out to you, A uh, Daniel. Shout out to you. Good to see you, fam. Mister Don. Shout out to you. All right. Good to see y'all in here, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Much love to y'all, man. Hope y'all having a fantastic time here. All right. Yeah, Tracy, I'm in the pe- okay. Yo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I we gonna cover it, my dog. We got we we gonna talk about it tonight, man. We'll play some of that stuff. Not all of it because it was a 30 minute interview. Uh, but I also heard what C.J. McCullum mentioned, and, and I not to a degree, I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely admit to that. All right, five before Q. Uh, uh, Cole says Q. What do you think about the Falcons signing Bud Dupree? It's just the Falcons are doing a wonderful job, bro. I got to give it to them. They're doing a fantastic job, and it just showed you how the you know, you know what was going on with the talent level of the team, in Atlanta feeling like they have to make all of this stuff happen to kind of get up to par, you know, because you look at it and say, is this overkill what they're doing? But really it's not because Atlanta, man, listen, you know, it's just, it's just, they needed a lot of stuff to compete And here. Let me get this, this share it up for you. That's the at Falcons depth chart. And you know, a lot of defensive moves that they're running. All right. Appreciate you fam for hitting that uh, subscribe button. Shout out to S Tracy, I hope I'm saying it. S S Tracy, uh, twenty six. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you for smashing that on. All right, uh, this is some of what Atlanta's done, fam, for the family that hadn't been keeping up. Getting Kalias Campbell, add him there with David On Yamada and Grady Jarrett still there. They talked Eddie Goldman back. He's a good defensive uh, interior man for him. Getting our Caden Ellis there, adding Bud Dupree, you know, to go there. So, I mean, they've added at every layer of the defense. They have done a tremendous job in attempting to build a defense. That goes to show you. And Atlanta felt like, damn, man, we need to really work on this. And even if you work toward the secondary, they were able to trade uh, for Okuda, give Jeff Okuda down here. He was a top what? Top five pick for the Lions several years back. They go along with Casey Hayward, probably push Casey Hayward down if Okuda steps up. They go along with A.J. Terrell. They added Mike Hughes there. Jesse Bates as a safety there. So, man, you got to give it to Atlanta, man. Just on defense, they added so much talent on that defense. And, you know, of course, Ryan Nilsson is the new defensive coordinator. So they've uplifted the defense, and now the onus is on the young quarterback, Desmond Ritter, to handle his business. So you got to give nothing but love to Atlanta and Carolina for what they're doing and the Saints for what they're doing because they know that, they got to have the talent and personnel to operate this thing. And the Falcons are doing their thing. Carolina's doing their thing. Man, you can't, you know, you just got late. like, I'm like, yes. You know, because I want the NFC South to be super uber competitive, man, for real. So that's a good thing, man, to see them do that. So I think it's a solid move for the Falcons that's building the defense, man. They've done a wonderful job in adding that talent there. All right, shout out to you, fam. Thank you, (laughs) Jerry and I. We're not open. Maybe maybe on the weekend, Jerry, I might do a Saturday afternoon show and open up the phone phone lines, my brother, and let you chime in. Probably Saturday night, bro. All right, uh, shout out to Ramsey says, who that Q? Hey, Q, just wanted to let you know that my okay dad's cancer surgery on yesterday went well, and he's resting. All right, good, Ramsey. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you your family and your father, man. That cancer ain't no joke, bro. That cancer, I've been telling people about that, um, about cancer, man. And it didn't touch everyone's family, man. And let me tell you something, that cancer is no joke, for real. So shout out to you on that, brother. Much love to you and the family. Thank you, sir, for letting us know. Uh, brother KT says, Q, what are your thoughts on taking Mozzie Smith at 29? Bro, you know, it... <sighs> I don't think it's a bad idea, KT, getting Mozzie because let's look at it like this. What's the Saints and, and the family members? Y'all chime in the chat. <laughs> Darenique says, uh, you selfish with the airtime. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not that. It's not that, Darenique. It's just the fact that I know that, you know, tonight's show, I'm going to do the call-in show Saturday because I know tonight, It'd be really difficult on, it'd be like me rushing you guys. Like if I do a, a call-in show tonight and then, you know, in a little bit, I'll be doing the Pelican Post Report. That's a call-in show. And it's difficult to do call-in shows back to back because sometimes they run a little long because people don't always do what they say they're going to do. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been doing this for a while and people don't always do what they say they're going to do. You know, you get in, get out. That's not always the case. People get the calling Holy Ghost and the next thing you know, they be on there a little longer than with, you know, you know, and then, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's difficult to do a back to back calling show. So I'm going to just do that one on Saturday. You know, that'd be probably be the best thing. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Now back, back to you, back to you, brother KT. I look at it like this. What's the Saints biggest need currently? Help me out, family. What's the Saints' biggest need right now? Y'all help me out. Let me know what time that is. Throw it in the chat. Let me see what you guys think we should be. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. A shout-out to you, brother, Derek. <laughs> I see you, bro. All right. So, yeah, tomorrow, OG. I got you, bro. Uh, But, yeah, you're going to be at the front of the line. I already know when I open it up tomorrow, brother. I got you. All right, so, yeah, so 20, what's the biggest need? Y'all tell me, fam. Y'all let me know uh, what would be the biggest need, you know, in your estimation. Now, to me, I would say defensive end would be the biggest need. Now, you say, Q, we need another interior guy. This is true. But we as a team, we got to keep the pressure on. We need defensive ends. We need another end, fam. We really do. They got some good ends in the draft so I'm like man listen you know you need a guy that can fire off the edge go get the quarterback you know and keep the pressure on them because that's the only way this thing gonna work if we don't have pressure on their quarterback and the guy's allowed to sit back there it's gonna be a long season for us so we got to keep the pressure on all right some family member says defensive tackle <laughs> Trey says a new coach Dana says pass rush I agree Yes, defensive tackle, defensive tackle. The nose guard says Brother Ramsey. Pass rush, Big Sean. Yeah, J- OG says uh, defensive end. All right. Mike says dependable receivers. And another cam, Jordan DeMario Davis. <laughs> <laughs> he said defensive tackle. Okay, okay. Okay, Gundam likes uh, the the dancing bear from Baylor. Uh, big uh, seeker. But I, listen, I love Mozzie Smith's game. We know this. You no, know, I... Reported on the Saints were among 20 teams looking at Mozzie Smith. So it depends on how the draft fall, but defensive tackle wouldn't be a bad fit. I mean, I think the first two, maybe the first inside the first three picks we have, two of those should be defensive line players. However you want to juggle them, whether it's a tackle or an end. We most certainly need some help up front. We 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 need to fulfill that. You know what I'm saying? We need to handle them handle that business. But I'm not I'm not mad at Mozzie Smith at uh at twenty-nine. I really not because he's a he's a massive force. Remember we were looking at Jordan Davis. We was hoping like, man, if Jordan Davis falls to your Q, did you and now we got big Mozzie Smith there. Man, if Mozzie Smith's at twenty nine for the Saints, he fits he fits a major need. He would be a good pickup for the for the Saints, in my opinion. Second round, we'll see who's there. Third round could be another guy, too. So whoever you pick up with the first-round pick is supposed to be a person that more than likely is going to be a starter, right? But I say defensive end strictly because I'm looking at the Cam Jordan angle. Cam's at the back end of the season, one year left on his deal. We don't. I like Carl Grandison with his five-and-a-half sacks from last year, but is he ready for a full-time role? We got a question mark in Peyton Turner. Can he stay healthy? What is he? And then behind him is Tenue Passanio, who's not really a defensive end he, at this stage of his career. is more of an interior man than he is a guy that you want to put on the edge. So when I said that, and the fact that the Saints didn't bring in any veteran defensive ends, and people might mention Yannick and Gockway or Frank Clark, or they hadn't done any of that stuff, and maybe the market is a little too high in their estimations. And you know, after the draft, it'll level out where the Saints can probably get a good deal for him, but that's why I think the way I think. All right, uh Tasha's thank you, baby. She says, here's the truth. The long Q stays on
5: Here you go. Here we go. Here we go.
1: He says as long as Q stays on live the the, the more names he's j- <laughs> Oh, uh, why, 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 why? Yeah, I do. Be, I ain't gonna lie, man. I got. I'm on honest cat, man. I got. I, I do be tearing up some names, man. The crazy part, I be listening to these guys announce the name, but then I get up here and screw it up. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not perfect. You know, I try. You know, I try to get the name right. Sometimes I forget. You know, somebody remind me, say, say, Q, you know, you said the Chicago Bulls when you meet the Bears. I said, yeah, my bad, bro. I was thinking Bears, but said the Bulls, man. I had uh, NBA playoffs uh, playing on my mind, man, you know. But uh, 504 says, Q, you think we have a chance of drafting Mozzie at 29 and Hooker at 40? I actually do think that would, would be a good scenario. But, man, Hendon Hooker's stock is rising. His stock is rising. Ty J. Spears' stock is rising. Dorian Williams' stock is rising. All of these guys' stocks are rising. So, man, you look at Tampa Bay, where they fall at. Tampa Bay could be a team that might be looking at Hendon Hooker. They don't have, Well, they have, I ain't going to say disrespect of uh, ba- Baker Mayfield, but you're most likely looking at maybe another quarterback. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft Hendon Hooker, that would be a really solid move for them. That means, you know, sometimes it's a future move being that they're coming off of, you know, having Tom Brady there so the family base would be more patient for a rebuild with a quarterback situation. Hendon Hooker could be where he's headed at. You know, so it's a good spot to get him at if the Saints are so motivated to get it. But that that scenario would be a prime scenario. You get Nazi Smith with the 29th pick, Hendon Hooker with the forty. And then with the third pick, you get your edge, a uh, edge rusher that you'll pick up pretty good there. The kid out of Northwestern might still be there. Uh some of the other ones probably wind up going. All right. Shout out to Tasha, man. Siski, you, I had to get you. It's been a while. Yeah. You, Yeah, it's been a while. Tasha, shout out to you and my dog. So appreciate you. Ah, uh, you know, Tasha is the, is she's the, uh, She's the co-chair of the Petty Committee. You know, you don't know who the chair is. You don't, know, you don't want to know who the chair is. She's the co-chair. You don't want to know who the chair is of the Petty Committee. Let me tell you something. All right, so anyway, shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Any more questions, fam, before I dart out? KT says, BQ, what is your thoughts on Zach Harrison? 66270 from Ohio State. Y'all yeah, I remember, I, you know what, KT? I was looking at... Uh, let me see if I can pull that that film that tape up of uh of that brother you're talking about of him because I I seen some footage of Ohio State but I really wouldn't focus on that defensive tackle that's the thing hold on let me see if I can pull him up here hold on here hold on let me see if I can pull him up here Harrison yeah. Yeah, because Harrison, man, that's one thing. I remember seeing the tape on him. Yeah, six five two seventy. yep. Yeah, he got long arms in there. Yeah, yeah, okay, I remember this guy. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I got to look at some more film on him, KT. I wasn't even looking at him, though, bro. Yeah, let me see if I can pull up the, uh, the chart for some of the family members so they can see who we're talking about here. Hold on, let me. Chef scream. KT putting us on game about something. Sorry about that. All right, he's Mr. Zach Harrison. 6'5 and a half, 274 pounds. It's a KT special right here. All right. Big and long with ability to neutralize base blocks is a full 3 base in, but gradual movement and lack of playmaking urgency limited his overall production. Has physical tools to create occasional advantages early in the rush, but needs to get better at capitalizing on him. His size and length will always be appealing but more of a fiery demeanor on the field might be needed to raise his status beyond rotational in exceptional arm length uses. Yeah, he does use his arms really well. I remember that looking at the footage. Let me see. Should I pull up? Well, anyway, they're going to just tag it. Uh, Use inside jab step to open up outside angles, lays out to attack throwing hand for strip strip sacks makes well-timed challenges to bat the ball down. Physical traits help neutralize blocks, able to jab, separate, sit down, In the film edge, good build-up speed when pursuing. Weaknesses, rarely gets on top of blocker quickly. Pass rush is segmented and gradual. Struggles with rush transition, counter-quickness. Below average mass and strength in lower body. Lacks playmaking urgency. Reach and grab tackler. So that's some of the hits on him the misses on him. But yeah, I remember watching film on, on this brother, man, from Ohio State. Yeah. You know, how how and they got him listed as an average backup or a special teamer, man. What's his grade? They got his grade. Where, where is he supposed to go? They don't even have a grade on where they're thinking he's gonna get drafted at. He probably like a fourth, third or four, like a fourth or fifth round guy. Maybe a third or late third, fourth, fifth, somewhere up in there. They don't even have him on here. Harrison. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look him up some OKT. Thank you for putting that game on me. All right. Yeah. Shout out, Colorado. Uh, big ups to you. Thank you for the question. KT always sprinkling them. He always sending me videos and stuff that I look at a lot of stuff KT said, man. Some of the guys I remember, some of them I don't. It's a lot to keep up when you're talking about these college guys. Let me tell you something, man. It's a lot of them. All right. Uh, Trevon says, Called this nitpicking, and I'm one of the biggest DA backers, but him not knowing uh, who forced the fumble or <laughs> recovered it. Week fifty in his post game presser was concerning not knowing who's making plays for you. You know what, bro? It's uh, you know when Kate, when Dennis Allen first got here, you know I was like, let's get a man a shot. You know it's hard to screw up what Peyton did, and then really like what Peyton left for you wasn't perfect, but all the Saints needed to do was add some help on defense, in which they did. They added some good help on the defense. And the Saints defense pretty much for the entire season carried the team. The offense was games where they were just downright awful. They just were terrible. Special teams were missing field goals too. So it's like the defense was up here. Everybody else was down here, you know. And, you know, it really would really turn me against Dennis Allen was with his, arrogant, his arrogant mentality, his arrogant way of handling things. You know his arrogant, idiotic way of saying things. He would say during the press conference, the post press conferences, what he said. Like when when uh, Dalton threw all those interceptions, he said what he said. Just keep doing, just keep doing what we doing. Like what? You know, he had a lot of those farts. You know, during the season, and then the whole Jameis thing that happened really, really turned a lot of people against him because. People understand like when you're not supposed to leave, you, you, uh, lose your job due to injury, and that's exactly what happened. So a lot of people, really, that kind of turned them sour against Dennis Allen bad. You want to pick one thing that turned a lot of people sour on Dennis Allen? Wasn't even the seven losses, I mean the, the ten losses and the seven wins. It was the way how he handled the Jameis Winston situation. Because if he'd handled that better and let Jameis come back, we would probably won a couple more games, at least a couple more games. You know, the offense was stuck in the mud like the, what was it, the, the, the 49er game. The only, only thing the Saints needed to do was score two touchdowns. They would beat the 49ers 14-13. to 13. Couldn't do nothing. Couldn't do nothing. Offense stank and they rolling them back and forth. And, of course, we know that's Pete Carmichael's job, but Dennis Allen is the coach. He's got to pull them and say, hey, man, listen, this ain't working. You know, we you know we got such and such, man, we got to put Jameis up in here. We got to do something, you know, and it just it just didn't work. So he just kept Jameis on the bench the whole year and the, the season went to hell. And then he stands up there like he knew what he was doing the whole time. I was like, no, bro, you, you can't do that. But that's one that's one of the things, the reason why the family was like, man, you're going to have to show me because you don't have a track record of success as a head coach, not saying that you can't be successful eventually because you went for four wins to seven wins with the saints. You know, maybe you get us a little closer, you know, maybe you can just stay out the way, just give the offense as many weapons as you can get and leave them alone. Step in. If you need to, you know, the best way you can, how about hiring some advisors, like some veteran advisors to advise you like Sean Payton did the same thing. When he hired Clancy do had like 30 something years of combined NFL and college experience. And he and Co- Coach Payton would hire these guys and have them as eyes. You know what? What? What am I seeing? Why are we losing here? What do you see? He that was one of the genius things that Coach Payton would do. He would hire people to act as advisors. He don't have well. He got one guy there. I think uh, one. I think one of Payton's guys. But I'm like, bring some more people in. Bring like like another offensive advisor to help out Carmichael over there. You know. You know when Carmichael thinking about keeping Elvin Kamara out. And you know, doing this stuff when he just sits, the, the all the playmakers are on the sideline. He <laughs> and then that voice said, "Hey, hey, hey, Carmichael, hey, you know, don't do that, bro. You forgetting Elvin Kamara? Let him go out there. Oh yeah, right, right. You know, you know that thing it couldn't hurt. But anyway, yeah, we'll see what happened with that, bro. We'll see moving forward. All right. So shout out to Phil. Uh, what's up, Phil? Shout out to my brother Phil. He says, "Blow the, <laughs> blow the bag." At the strip club, Jones needs to get off the pipe. All right. Thank Shout out to you, bro. All right. Uh, Rams says, I think that we need to draft a kicker to push Will Lutz this year. I don't know if we draft the kicker, bro. I don't think the Saints are ready to get rid of Will Lutz just close. But they do have a practice squad quicker uh, kicker uh, that they signed, like one of the future contracts. There, There is a kicker to provide competition against Will Lutz. Now, listen. People saying, Q, that's just crazy. Will Lutz, yada, yada, yada. Listen, Will Lutz is coming off of major core surgery. He, last year, his accuracy dropped 10 points. What was it? Not eight points? Because he was like 80s, mid-80s, I want to say, 82 or 84, and it dropped to like the mid-70s. You're like, well, Q, he just got back off of injury. That was core surgery. You see how he looked? You know, so you might have to be looking, you know, you know, at what he does this year. Because if it hovers around that again, you might want to get rid of him or rework his deal or or something. Because that was a huge, that was a dramatic drop for somebody as good as Will Lutz. Will Lutz is one of the best out there. For him to drop that low, that is eye opening. So yeah, we got to keep a keep our eye on Will Lutz. No doubt about it. KT says, "Who's your favorite receiver in the draft? Booty, I like him, bro, but he's a head case to me. I do like your guy Mingo. Wheaton, I think, is one of my favorite bigger, big wide receivers. I do like Wheaton. I think he will be somebody the Saints. Maybe, maybe we can look at Wheaton in the third, in the fourth round. Like something telling me he might be there. And you get a guy like Bright. You know what? I'm a, I'm a just out of all of those guys, I do, I do like Mingo." And I, I do like Rice, but if you want, if you're the Saints and you got Flowers there, man, Zay Flowers is not going to be there. Uh, you know, well, you saying, period. Who do you draft? Flowers is awesome, man. But for a big, fast, wide receiver, man, like uh, Wheaton, six, what, six three two twenty, 220, has an excellent 40 time, good at getting the 50 the, 50 the balls, the big guy that can get, we don't, we don't have too many of them. We don't have too many big six four wide receivers with a good twenty. I mean, good forty times that can get downfield. We Bryce Ford Wheaton is, is is would be special. Zay Flowers, uh, he's Zay Flowers. You, that you don't need to say nothing about Zay. Zay is just he's pretty awesome, man. But yeah, we'll we, we'll see, man. But yeah, I like I like Bryce Ford Wheaton, man. He's awesome, bro. Butte, man. He got all the talent. He's just a head case, man. I don't know what he's doing. Mingo. Uh, it's physical, like his tape runs really good routes. He the speed thing is something I'm looking at. Uh, Ford is interesting, and uh, yeah, it's Isaiah Flowers is on another level, man. But I, I don't think we get him. All right, KT liked them wide receivers Yeah, Bryce Ford, Wheaton, man, and I know KT probably gonna throw somebody like Jada Kiss Bonds, you know. <laughs> and the big wide receiver from um, was that eight uh, North Carolina? What's that? Ant, that big guy. I forgot his name. I can see his face. I forgot his name though. Alright. Alright. Let's see. Uh who else we got here? Let me see. Yeah, he is a Yeah, Zay Flowers is a dog, bro. You know, that he he's awesome, man. If this if if he falls to the Saints, man, that's that'll make that like, man, hey, I gotta get this guy because Mike Thomas, man. Well, you look at Zay and you have Chris Olave there, and people like, I don't know, Q. Man, you got to get as many weapons as you can. Ramsey, "Hey, Q, what do you think about the odds of us getting Tajay Spears? Actually, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're actually pretty good. I don't think Tajay goes in the first round. Uh, he's moving up the draft. You know, you might get him in the back of the second round or the third round, but I know he ain't going to be past the third round. He's he moving up. So I'm maybe late second, third, somewhere up in there. And the Saints do have some picks. They can make a move on on Tajay Spears. They scouted him. They got, you know, all these other guys they like, like Zach Charbonnet and. All these other running backs, these fantastic running backs like Tank Bigsby, you know, they got a fantastic crop, and the Saints are doing their due, their due diligence. Yeah, my dog says, uh, Will Lutz, injured kicker, it, it was replaceable. But you don't want to get up ball for Lutz. Remember what happened when, when, when Lutz got hurt and we had to go through that rotation? We lost at least two games that year when Will Lutz was lost because of kicking. The Tennessee Titans game we lost. There was another game we lost them guys couldn't even hit extra points. So when you get a kicker, a good kicker, where you want to rely on winning games, that's a whole nother thing. It just, I, it just goes back to that time when we had that, that rotating kickers. We had like four kickers, and we had to keep changing them out because they kept missing, you know, chip shots and extra points. And I'm like, damn.
4: 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DW Revoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: But you know, Will Lutz, man, I got faith. I, I, we'll see. Pammy says, uh, uh, Boutte would be trying to get on Benson. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He just got, he just, didn't he just, uh, he got, he just had a baby not too long ago. I don't think, I don't think, uh, Gail Benson is a uh, uh, is a uh, bootay speed man. <laughs> I don't think no, nah, I don't think that's gonna happen. You know, you all gotta remember, don't forget what happened with Gail that time when the people call Jack was trying to call Jack Gail, and she was in there, man. And them people looked at Gail and they just took off. She ain't had nothing on her, and she just yelled at him, said, "You
5: better get out of here."
1: And next thing you know, they they. They got a, They got out of there. She drove on back. There was nobody with Gail. Gail is tough now. You don't have to worry about that. You know? You <laughs> All right, Marley Maul. shout out to you, bro. He says, Q, you doing a NFL? Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, every year, bro. The 27th, I want to say, the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th are the three days. The first round, second, and third round, and the fourth through seven. Uh, I'll be here. For I've been doing those for a while now and I continue to do them. So yeah, y'all chime in to be a three-day thing, 27, 28, and the 29th. Uh the sports coma. We be in the building doing it, man. Y'all know we're gonna represent. All right. So shout out to you, fam. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, Eric says Q, what about Hutchinson? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hutchinson is good, man. Yeah, he another he another guy, man. Yeah, KT said Jadakiss Bynes is out of Hampton. Yeah. No, no, not him. I'm talking about the guy, the 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 guy that AT. KT is what I'm talking about. The big guy from AT is what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. I forgot his name, man, but I know you remembered it. All right, uh, Rev says is Q if you like <laughs> idea with that nation was. <laughs> bro, yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. I'ma have to, bro, I I've been Doing all kind of stuff, bro. So, yeah, I think at some point in the next couple of months, we're probably gonna get back to the uh, the merch and stuff. But man, it's a lot, man. <laughs> it's a lot. We just did a a a, a, a Brandon Ingram uh, one called Kingram. That's really cool. They had a, a, one of the graphic artists actually drew that. Actually drew. This picture and put the crown on it. And I was like, damn, that's nice, man. We got some talented people in this world, man. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be doing it. But yeah, it, <laughs> it's a little too wordy, but we got to figure out a way kind of shut to kind of shut it, to kind of kinda of keep the words. It's a little too wordy. You don't wanna to put too many words on it. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, KT says Bryce for Wheaton. Yeah, yep. And mingo 62220. Yeah, yeah, okay. Four, yeah, 438. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he got a 438 time. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, he's I don't seen you say six streak. Uh, KT I seen him when they have him listed at 64. I see Mingo at 62220 at 446, yeah. See, I thought I seen another 40 time for him that was a lot slower than that, you know, from uh, Mingo. But if his is that the combine time of 446 for Jonathan Mingo or that's a pro day? Thank KT me. Y'all know about Shaq Davis out of South. No, is that Shaq Davis from AT? No, that's not the same cat. I'm going to have to look him up, KT. I'm going to look him up. All right. Trey says Buddha just requested the trade. Buddha Baker, huh? Yeah, that's the one that, uh, that uh, Marcus Williams wanted, Buddha Baker Cash. He got it from the Ravens. I mean, all right. All right. So, yeah, there you go. All right. So, let me see. I think that's everything, man. Uh, I think everybody got everybody. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Odds of getting Tajay Spears. Uh, pretty good, bro. If we can get him, I mean, second, third round. But, you know, it depends on what the Saints are looking for. We can go anywhere we want in this draft, to be honest with you. I could even see the Saints taking an offensive lineman with the first round pick. Say, what? I could see it, fam. I could see it. If one falls to him big enough, I could see him doing it because, you know, I'm not trying to heap nothing on Andrews Pete, but every year Andrews is hurt. And you got... Jane uh Hurst to fill in for him, but eventually, you know, you're gonna need somebody for the next five plus years to protect uh cars back. And if you got a guy like Osiris Torrance that falls to you at 29, I can even see the Saints doing that. But definitely the defensive line uh wouldn't be mad if they did get Hendon Hooker. And with the 40th that pick, that's what I'll be looking at. If the Saints don't get him at 40, that's over with. Because he, he'll if, if you don't snatch him at forty, if Henry Hooker still on the board for the Saints at forty and they don't draft him, and they say, well, we'll wait back to get him in the third round, or if they don't trade up to go and get him, that's over with. You know he's not going to last. You know third round, man. If you're fortunate to see him at forty, you got to pick him up. The only thing about the draft too is that's really great is that the Saints, you know they they have a lot of interior defensive linemen that go anywhere between second to five to the fifth round. There's a lot of good interior defensive linemen that are available. There are a lot of good defensive ends early that'll go back. Got a lot of good wide receivers, a lot of running backs in this draft. So depending on whether they place the value at on their board, that'll show us everything. And we ain't got too long to wait, man. Maybe another week and some change to go before we get the hell up out of here. Okay. Okay. KT said, that's him. You got, okay. That's the wrong. Okay. Is that him, bro? I thought is it Shaq Davis from South Carolina? South, okay, that yeah. You hold on, let me look him up right quick. I'll tell you right now, because I thought they had one out of NT. Hold on here, give me a second, fam. Let me kind of see. That's what I'm saying with all these prospects, man. It's some that you be studying the tape on. And right now, this year, usually I'd be on top of my game with my prospects, man. But this see this year, this offseason for me, man, been so busy. I've been doing every everything, three and four projects. So I haven't been able to get totally on my No, A.T. Perry. From, see, I said a and It was the wrong. It was Wake Forest's A.T. Perry's who I'm thinking about. I had the wrong school, bro. But the player I was thinking about was A.T. Perry from uh, Wake Forest. That's who I was thinking about. The tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. A.T. Perry. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking about. All right. Uh, Buddha says, I'm late. What's your opinion on Pac-Man? I, I covered it earlier in the show there, uh, Buddha. You can feel free to go to the front of the show. We talked about uh, the Pac-Man, bro. We, we gave even a couple of Saints players replied on it, too, bro. So I kind of went in on that. Randall says, what do you think about getting Devin White? I covered that the last stream, too. I think that if you can get Devin White, take him. Because the Saints are not in a position like where they can say, Uh, oh, we straight. No, you're not really not. Because Demario Davis is uh, at the back end of his career. We've been very fortunate to have Demario healthy every year for us, because that really doesn't happen. Prior to DeMario coming here, we was playing musical chairs at the linebacker position, you know, and, and he came here and solidified it for years. So, you know, we were fortunate there, but then you have Pete Werner, who's a fantastic young linebacker, but he's always hurting. So could we really say, yeah, we, we straight on Devin White? No, you, you know you can't. So if there's an opportunity, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers already said they're not going to trade him. That's what they're saying right now. Now, this could change. But their word is they're not going to trade him. They're not going to honor his trade or his request. They're going to try to work it out with him. We'll see where it goes. But if Devin White's available, I would definitely call the Tampa Bay organization and ask about him. You most certainly, Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would damn sure do it. I mean, because this guy's a top five linebacker in the NFL. He's a leader. I mean, he, he's sideline to sideline. He's super intelligent. You plug him in that next to Demario Davis. Or Q, what about Pete Werner? Pete Werner just gonna have to slide down. Who better? Devin White or Pete Werner? Who's better? Devin White's better than Pete Werner. Maybe down the line, Pete Werner eclipses him if he can stay healthy. But in the end, if something happens to Pete Werner, you know who the court, the linebacker that steps up for him? It's Zach Bourne. Zach Bourne is so the Saints definitely they can use an upgrade. If, De, if, if Devin White is on the trade market, I would definitely be on the phone calling them to find out what, what they're trying to get for him. I would be. I'm sorry. Demario Davis is getting old, and Pete Werner is is hurt a lot. So you're not as solid in the position as you think. You're not as secure as you're thinking you are. All right. <laughs> Elite says, "Our hour sounds like an illusion with Q. <laughs> Mike says, Q, I missed it. Where a crack man doubled down on the Saints? Same... Well, he went on there and, and, and said some old craziness. Yeah, people was killing him on there. He started listing uh, Saints how they what what they lost by. He was saying the wrong stuff. He was saying stuff. He's t- the win total when he's supposed to tell you to lose what the loss is. So I mean, yeah, we we covered it early on, bro. KT says, do do take a chance on a young QB either late rounds or undrafted. Oh, absolutely. And if it don't work out with Hendon Hooker, you probably would see like you t- we talked about Clayton Tune. Did a lot of years in college, man. A lot of games in college for Clayton, too. We had 40 touchdowns versus 10 interceptions last year for the Cougars. You got some interesting quarterbacks late. Like, you got Max Hacksaw Duggan. He's there. They got a lot of other, you know, not the top name quarterbacks that, you know, we talk about, but there are some interesting prospects that that's available for like a top-end franchise-carrying quarterback like a Hendon Hooker or some of these guys. You know, you, you got to get them at they, – they got a premium on them, and you have to be able to reach at them. Uh, if the Saints want them, they better get them at 40 because, you know, his stock is rising. If he's there for 40, the Saints got to take him. Every other position you can afford to lose on, if Hook is there, I would take him, fam. I would – I really would. I would take him at 40. I would. And then he's in a perfect situation because, like you would about Derek Carr, he's got a four-year deal. Yeah, that's true, but it's the NFL. Anything could happen. What if Carr gets hurt? You know what what happens then? You know, and then really, you picking them to me picking them because I rather have them on my team than to meet them again when they if Tampa Bay drafts drafts them or somebody else draft, drafts them. I don't want to play against that kid. <laughs> we having problems with all these other fast quarterbacks. We can't. I will remain Achilles for the Saints defense. They can't stop the mobile quarterback. Everybody knows. If I know that, everybody knows that, you know. All right. Thank you, KT. I would definitely do that, bro. Ram says, Q, how about doing a uh, stream with uh, with uh, TJ? <laughs> that wouldn't be bad, man. We'll see what, it, what you know, That I, I'll kind of look at it. But, you know, it'd be conflicting. Tom, I'm going to see what, I'm going to see what, I'm going to reach out to my brother and see what we got going on. KT says, Big Q, favorite safety prospect in the draft, Skinner. Robinson, Antonio Johnson, Hickman. I like Hickman. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this one, man. Johnson, I like Johnson a lot. Hickman.
5: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Out of Alabama is cool. Trey Dean the third, man. That's probably my favorite guy there. And Ward, award of course, that's the LSU guy. But yeah, I don't know. Trey Dean the third. Robinson, not bad, bro. Neither is Skinner. But I love Trey Dean's game, man. I really do. Trey Dean the third. Is probably one of my favorite safeties coming out the draft, man. I just love that kid's game, man. All right. Oh yeah, Dadu says he won't be there. He won't be there at thirty, at forty. Okay, yeah, yeah. He moving up the boards. We'll see, bro. A lot of things change. Gundam says Pete Werner too light. He always getting dragged. His hit. That's the beautiful thing about. Okay, KT say he ran a four four six at the count. Okay, I th- okay, cool, cool, cool. I thought his time was slower than that. Mingo. That's why Mingo climbing a bit. All right. Yeah, but that that's the interesting thing, man. Um, I don't I I man, I, I just think that with with Hendon Hooker climbing his stats climbing, we'll see how it all ends, fam. Cause people rise and they fall in the draft and we're a couple of weeks out, so we'll see. But if he's there at forty, you take him. I don't think the Saints take him at twenty nine. I don't think they take him at twenty nine, you know, but we'll see where they're at on that board. Yeah. All right. Atman says Dennis Allen believes in Carr so I don't think Saints will draft QB in the first two rounds this year. Okay, we'll see at man. We'll see, bro. We shall see. We shall see, bro. But remember, uh they say long term four years for Carr is is you know, you think long term, I'm talking like five five years and up. Like that's like if you draft a quarterback He's going to spend like at least eight to 10 years with your organization. And by the time cars is done, he's what, 35? His contract runs out at 35? And the Saints just might give him an extension and try to give him more money or whatever to stay. Hopefully, you know, that Drew Brees thing don't stick to us, but at some point you got to look at getting a quarterback. Even Cam said that. Cam's like, man, draft, sign Carr, draft, ending hooker. Why? Because it's the NFL. Guys get hurt all the time. Or guys might not look like what you think they're looking. They might not look like what you anticipate them looking. Or they could get hurt. You always got to have a guy. You only got Jameis for a year. You know why not Hooker? He wouldn't hurt you. And then the Saints, all the the other positions the Saints need, like defensive line, and if there's not a defensive tackle or end with the first pick, they those positions you can get in the in the fourth and the they got a lot. They got a lot of different uh, players out there that you can get especially interior speaking. I expect the Saints to take at least two interior defensive tackles. Of course, you're going to get to undrafted the guys as well. So don't forget that. If we don't get them there, that, that will be interesting. All right, so, uh, yeah, KT says, if Will Levis falls, <laughs> I don't know. I don't thank him. Yeah, Will Levis stock is falling right now, and that correlates with, uh, you know, with Hendon Hooker stock rising. Will Levis stock is falling. You know, Anthony Richards' stock is going down. So, yeah, Hendon Hooker going up there because they're getting that report on when they know he's going to be done. See, that, that was the whole caveat. I, I I told people that. I was like, listen, Hendon Hooker is a top three quarterback. This Richards thing and this Will Levis thing, they wouldn't even be talking about them like that. If he was hurting, they're getting that report back, knowing what time he's coming back, and his stock going like this. That's the only thing, man. That was the only thing. So we'll see. All right, so we're going to get ready to get out on that. Listen, I appreciate the family members for chiming in on this episode of the show. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you guys haven't subscribed yet, feel free to share the show on your social media feed as well. In this one, we talked about that old Pac-Man doubling down on his BS and other news and notes on the day. I I will return, family, uh, Saturday afternoon with a call-in stream for the family members, so be prepared to chime in, jump on in, and everybody feel free to Chime in tomorrow after, you know, I chill with the boys and we kick it and open up the stream Saturday night. Uh tonight for the Pelican family members, we will be in the building. It'll be at 8 o'clock. I want to say 8 o'clock. Uh for the Pelican post-game Report season recap. We'll be open up the phone lines. We're going to play interviews from David Griffin, the general manager, Willie Green, and others. <laughs> We're going to go over that. We're going to talk about was the season a success versus a failure? Pelicans are telling you it's a success. You know, you know, this is the first time, you know, in the last couple of years the, 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 the Pelicans got into the play ends and playoffs this year. Once again, this playing, but they won and done. They had a winning record 42 and 40 versus a, a sub 500 record last year. So there is improvement in terms of win loss total. To simplify it. So we'll talk about all that. Me and DC will be in the building for the Pelican post scan Report. And for the rest of the family members, y'all feel free to check out some of the links below. And I'm asking some of the family members to chime in and join. Now that I got y'all attention, feel free to join Pro Cafe. It's our newest member of our family of channels. Pro Cafe is our new lo-fi 24-7, 365 Music stream with a lot of fantastic movie music. It's like music you listen to in the black background when you're cleaning up, or if you're studying, or you're just chilling in the backyard or somewhere nice, and y'all just enjoying the day, you know, doing your thing. That's what kind of music behind you. That Lo-Fi So Pro Cafe is active. You can feel free to to just hit go to. Well, actually, it's in our channel listings. If you scroll all the way down in the Pro Media Network uh a family of channels that'll show at that pro cafe and you can feel free all go to the community section. Well, there's uh we posted a link to it where you can easily just click there and go there and subscribe and go to pro cafe. We got that chiming in. also shout out to our content creators. I know it's a lot of family members that listen to the stream pro TV is active now. So for our family members who want to chime in and help out the stream, remember I was, t- I was telling you guys about all the projects I was doing. Well, this is some of the ones I was doing. The Pro Cafe is now active. ProTV1.com uh, is now available. It's strictly a, a video platform for content creators uh, so they can have content there. So it'll be fantastic. It's my, You know, it's like the family members came together and it's an aid to help people gain more exposure. So, you know, I didn't have this when I started off, but it's just something I'm giving to the community to... Do it, and a lot of family members helped uh, to make this possible with their contributions. So I'm just letting the family members know that if you really want to help the platform out as we continue to grow forward, you can see it's not just about me; it's about helping out people. If you if you feel inclined and and uh, in mind or in your heart to help out, please go and become a member of this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network and uh, join up. And you see what we do. We're doing a lot of positive stuff. And that's just some of the things that we got rolling out. So uh, that's happening. So um, and also we're going to be having writers. That's the next thing. Next week, we'll be putting out the advertisers for people who are writers. If you write articles or want to be an article writer, we'll be asking and looking for you. We'll be looking for examples of your work, obviously. And it's not just me. That's one of the things I've gotten better at over the last several years of delegation. It's a big difference. Uh, uh, and, and how you handle stuff. So I've been doing a good job of delegating. I got a really wonderful team and I thank them very much for helping me with this endeavor. So if you want to help out, like I said, go to pro media, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash pro media network and join or become a member of this channel. And remember, that's what we do. We just invest in the family members and we build and we build, we're going forward. Also, uh, their pro radio is coming soon. So that's another thing that's on the horizon that we've been working out. So it's a lot of great things that we got going on. So with that, I'm going to get out on that. Listen, I appreciate the family members. Also, feel free to check out our new sponsors, Outlaw Health Products or, or Body Products. Listen, family, far too long we have to deal with uh, buying deodorants and powders like the, J, the Johnson & Johnson lawsuit where they had, you know, the, 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 the powder was causing, the baby powder was causing cancer. And there was a big lawsuit behind it because of the chemicals they put in our products. Well, now there's more products that's coming out. Outlaw, which is the link is in the description section, is a new, co- a new sponsor of the platform, which they sell all healthy products, body products, deodorants, powders, all kind of stuff. They have it. And if you want to get a discount, you can get 20% off, I think it is, discount when you use the links to get aluminum-free and metallic-free products. You know, trust me, that goes a long way when you know that you ain't rubbing aluminum in your deodorant under your arm, which is a very sensitive gland. I mean, you know, an area of your body to be putting that at. So a lot of the stuff that's going on with the C word, you know what I'm saying? That's tied to a lot of the food. And I talk about that on own Q with by the way. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, own Q with Q on Patreon for those that know and show receipts and all that. But this is a, one of the solutions. You buy products without all that crap in it. help you live a lot longer. And also, you know, support the sponsors, uh, ExpressVPN. Uh, They're doing their thing too. So we can get three months for free if you sign up for ExpressVPN, which is a virtual privacy network, which everybody should have nowadays. If you own the web, a VPN protects your privacy. and You need to have that. We also give you three months free when you sign up with uh, the link that's in the description section. We're doing all that and more. So with that being said Let me get on out on here I appreciate the family members I'm gonna holler at y'all On the flip side Much love And who that to you
0: Yeah huh? Boogie like Benson I'm a who that I'm a who that Long as I'm living I'm a who I'm a hoot hoot that I'm a <laughs> Lose all win and i am a who, that? who, that? A who Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that, yeah. where we do, that, yeah. where we do that? that, where we do 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 that, where where we do that, where do where we do that, Somebody please better help, help. running this thing, like, Runnin elf. This thing I like thank God every day. I'm not, a felt. I'm not a felt Go to YouTube live with big Q and the guys. guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon can get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out cha-ching. Cha-ching for the championship. Fucking huh. on town. Duck down. Falcons. Pluck. Get shut down. Panthers ain't much t- touchdown. touchdown, the vision really blown to us now, us so now. much hate on the Saints you can probably tell, ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell, the crooked referees on Roger Goodell, love yeah. like this and I'm a hood. every day I'm living I'm a hoot I'm a hoot Lose all winning, I'm a to at. I'm a It's the sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Where we do that. Where eh. we do that. Where we do that. Where we do that. Where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hood at. I'm a hood It's the sports coma. This is where we do that. you are listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys <laughs> on the right. PRO Media Network. Yes, sir.